0: Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Wednesday, April 26. Only two games on the NHL schedule tonight, so... Uh, we'll get into each of those, give our best bets. Let us know in the chat here if you guys have your own best bets for tonight. If you're looking at bets that you're wondering what we think about, you can drop them in the chat during the course of this show, and we will make sure to get to those. But uh, let's start here with what went on on the ice last night. The uh, The Carolina Hurricanes have an opportunity to close out the New York Islanders, move on to the next round, and they fail to do so. The Islanders win that game 3-2. to two. Moretto, I know you texted me about it while it was going on. Go Isles. W- what happened last day with the Islanders for them to find a way to have some life still in this series?
1: Um, I mean, as our good friend Michael Lieboff would say, there's water in the basement. There's water in the basement right now in Carolina. They're, uh, they're panicking a little bit. That was, that was vintage Isles hockey. Not pretty. Sorokin comes up yeah. big. You got goals going in off faces. You got you know Pierre Engvall scoring like it's just vintage Isles hockey. Um, that felt that felt a lot more like what I wanted to see from this series. And now we're going back to uh, going back to the island for Game Six. Kind of like our chances there. Um, you want to talk about a look ahead? That I mean, Isles kind of opening up short of minus one twenty. That looks good to me. Um, and then you go back to uh, you go back to uh, Game Seven with Sorokin in net like. Look, like it wasn't like a, a good game from the Islanders, so to speak. They didn't exactly play great. Um, again, penalty kill kind of struggled. Carolina, you know, looked good. Had that goal called back from an off another offside that had nothing to do with the play. But Sorokin finally, the sort of showed up in the series and stole them a game he needed to. And now, like the pressure kind of on the uh, the Hurricanes to avoid a, a game seven against Sorokin. And um, I kind of like where we're at with the Islanders right now
0: yeah I mean if you get it yourself into a spot with these like superstar goaltenders in any type of game 7 it's kind of like a scary situation for any team Mm -hmm. I don't know that Carolina could look at their own goaltender and say that they're going to be able to have that that guy backstopping them that could at least go toe to toe in just a one game elimination situation so definitely uh, something to avoid there but yeah I was checking the score of that game I pull open I see Pierre Angfall has now entered the series and scored a goal and just start laughing at that but uh, were there any uh, anything that stood out to you in that Carolina Islanders game? Anything that you look at and think maybe the Islanders might have might have life in this series now and be able to actually come back and win this one?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. They have a ton of life. I, I thought Carolina was going to buckle down and, and try to you know finish this thing off, but like you said, now when you have a goaltender like Sorokin. Uh, who can steal you games and you, you know, now in the situation where you put that pressure on Carolina, remember Carolina was not playing good hockey heading into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, we're seeing kind of this, the same continuation of that right now. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a dangerous spot. If anything, I'd probably be looking to, to pick apart and, and bet maybe i uh, his next game. And like I said, look to try to grab him uh, in game seven as well
1: agreed and and Nelson and Nelson and Barzal finally came to play too they have have yeah. sort of a quiet series um, i think Barzal just coming back from injury like needed to shake that rust off but he starting to look more like himself that line was really good last night that was probably their best there was was their best line by a mile cuz they didn't exactly have the best 5 on 5 game as a team but it's nice to see those guys get going
0: um <laughs> Shouldn't Austin Matthews be prepping for a game tomorrow and not podcasting right now? <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> um, I, want, I want a lease free show. Just a nice lease free show would be fantastic
1: just <laughs> to help, help the heart. <laughs> uh,
0: Matthew says here uh, hello all. Uh, from a New Jersey perspective, who should they hope wins? I'm um, assuming New Jersey gets the, the Devils. They should hope the Devils win.
2: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, uh, another game that went on last night. The Dallas Stars take a three-two uh, series lead after going up and winning four to nothing. There was some controversy online. I think it's more controversy towards or from Wild fans that is in regards to how Marcus Foligno is being officiated during this series. But Alex, you talked about it on the Monday show, and it's just like there's not really much argument that can be made kind of in defense of him for some of the stuff that's went on. But Dallas takes a 3-2 series lead. Big win for them last night. What did you kind of make of the penalty situation that happened with Felino and uh, Dallas getting up in that series now?
2: Yeah, well, he, he threw a knee-on-knee hit. So I don't yep. care what happened last game, even if somebody tried to kill you. You can't come back and now hit somebody knee-on-knee knee and then cry about getting five minutes in a game as conduct. That's exactly what should have happened. And the fact that they're refereeing this series so tightly, why would you put yourself and your team in a situation like that? I don't understand. It's just completely stupid, undisciplined hockey, which is what you should expect from the Minnesota Wild when it's playoff time, year after year after year. So I'm not really too <laughs> shocked by that. Uh, You know, I wanted to see a soul-crushing win from Dallas. I thought we were going to see this game going to overtime, and that would be the backbreaker for the while. But getting shut out and really having no rhythm on offense for the last 30, 35 minutes of this contest proves to me that Dallas should be able to come back here to St. Paul and wrap up things on Friday night in Game 6.
0: Yeah, and Moretto, I mean, you were probably the happiest man in the world last night after having to sit through what you did on, on uh, what was it, Monday night, and then you go through and you get a couple wins last night with the Islanders and your Dallas Stars. What was it like watching that go down?
1: It was great. Um, Foligno's obviously, like, a huge difference maker when he's on the ice, too, so yeah. for him to, to put himself in that position and put his team in that position, that's, like, that's pretty good. I'm sure he's taking it uh, pretty hard, too, but, like, he can't. Like, it was the right call. I mean, it's not like you can have you know issues with the officiating like that was absolutely the right call and i mean maybe the wild should you know focus a little bit more on some special teams because their penalty kill has been disastrous in these playoffs like i think the the stars are clicking at over 40 percent like that that's also i mean can't you can blame the refs to a certain extent but like if you when you consistently can't kill these uh power plays off too kind of got to look in the mirror so yeah it was it was a big win um i'm not uh I'm not taking anything for granted. though, going back to Game Six. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I feel good about where we're at right now. But like, you know, even those stars minus one and a half series prices, we're still, uh, we're still, we need that win in Minnesota now to just, just finish it off. Ottinger looks like he's, he's, she yes. showed up though
2: now to this series, and you uh, looked great, and that, that's really comforting. And I think this is one of these series where having an extra day hurts the wild. Being here, having to hear all kind of stuff, chatter, I haven't even turned on any kind of radio or listen to any kind of shows locally, but I can only really imagine what they're, what they're saying right now. And not having to sit for an extra day and go into that, and then the late Friday start, it's going to be uh, a crowd that's on pins and needles because I've, I've been at XL Energy Center when it's an elimination game, and it's not the same energy. It's, it's nervous energy. And if Dallas scores the first goal in game six, that place is going to be dead silent, radio silent. So it's something to, to, to keep in mind with uh, when betting that game on, on Friday night. Boots on the ground, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, last game from last night to uh take a look at here and you know we just had to make some money to wait a little bit until we could get to it, but someone asking, good morning everyone. Did anyone catch our Oilers last <laughs> night? Um What were your thoughts, Moretto, on what went on with the Oilers? uh the Oilers game as they take a uh 3-2 series lead with a big 6-3 win last night, now heading back to LA for game six here is uh is Edmonton in a position where they're they're driving the bus now in this series and it's kind of just up to them to close this one out. Does LA, you see any any life in LA? Any opportunity for them to be able to climb back or do you think uh Edmonton kind of on the right track here to finish this one off?
1: Yeah, I mean, Oilers came out flying last night. Just what a difference from from game 4 to game 5 and how they came out and played in that first period. It was really great to see. Um I think that yeah, this is it's really tough to see the Kings winning back-to-back games. Like it's just really, really tough to see. I don't think that that's. I, I've said from the start. I think this is going to go seven. I still kind of, you know, feel that way. I still think that we got a seven-game series here. But like, Kings going into Game Seven in Edmonton, I just, you know, I just don't see it. Uh, such like, what a f- – the speed the Oilers have? It's just it's unbelievable. And when they when they're on and when they're playing like that, it's just like they. just couldn't keep up you know byfield like byfield's really struggled in his own end um there's some guys that just haven't quite been up to par the way they kind of need to be and i mean that power play still been lights out like you know they're oilers not just scoring those you know nice goals through mcdavid and stuff but they're also scoring those kind of greasy goals and you know you got guys like highs crashing the net right so they're just they're just playing the way they need to be playing right now um yeah, I thought something from the start, but again, there's nothing I've seen here that, that suggests that the Kings are going to be able to win uh, to win back to back games.
0: Alex, uh, anything for you for for that Oilers game? And were you able to catch that one?
2: Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw I caught most of the game, but yeah, the way that that Edmonton was able to play and not you know not blow a lead for the first time in this series essentially uh, is, is a great sign. Like I said, now. Uh, you know, L.A. having to beat this team twice, it, it, it just seems hard to fathom, and, you know, Corpus Sala's confidence seems to be rocked a little bit. We saw Copley come in and, and get some time. Now you kind of wonder, where do you go as far as goaltending goes? Do you just, you know, ride out the storm here with, with Corpus Allo, or do you give Copley a chance? He, he was the guy who, to come in and save you in the middle of the season uh, this year. Maybe he can do it one more time uh, in a big Game 6 and ultimately a Game 7 spot, so uh, you know, McClellan's got to kind of sit down and really think about that. But I think the Oilers are, uh, you know, they're in the catbird seat right now, and they should be able to take care of business in, in six. But certainly, if it gets to a seventh game, that might be a little dicey. Once again, talk about pressure mounting. You know, Edmonton has had their the playoff woes as well. So uh, it could be anything that goes in the game seven. But I, think, I don't even think it gets to game seven. I can see Oilers taking care of business in six.
1: Uh, that Al I think it was a bit harsh on Al too getting pulled. I guess maybe you just want to jump, but like that was a great yeah. tip by Butzstad, and like none of the first two goals were his fault. I mean, I'm, sure. I'm not pinning them on him, right? But right. but yeah, it's uh, it's like definitely you can tell a little bit of panic has started to creep in there after last yeah. night. The, the way the Oilers played and the way the Kings blew that lead. You know, you have you're up three nothing with a chance to go up three one in the series, and you blow that lead, and then you come out and kind of lay an egg in the first period last night. I know it was three two, but like ultimately they played pretty bad in that first period. And Skinner. You know, Skinner could have had a couple goals back. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be panicking for the Kings for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, in other words, as so many says, we are all Oilers. So. That is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, a couple games here on the schedule for tonight. We'll break both of them down, see if we can find any best bets in either of those, but just to look and uh, take a look at what we had yesterday, uh, we go up 4, 4.3% ROI on our six bets. Uh, if anybody else was able to get in the bets that Todd gave out on the under penalty minutes, both of those cashed in the Canes-Isles game. Uh, we're not going to track those because we cannot, cannot verify them, but if you were able to find that yourself, you would have been able to have two winners on those as well. Um, Moretto, I think we call this losing by the hook here. Is that what that is? The two shots? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But Uh, on the six bets. We do go up 4.3% ROI. And if you do want to see all the picks that we had throughout the course of this year and through the playoffs so far this season, you can find that in the Betstamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And again, as a reminder, we feel like the easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to do so. Betstamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today on iOS, Android, as well as you can sign up on the web. If you are looking f- uh, to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please make sure to check out the offers available at betstamp.app edgework. As well, you can find the link in the description to sign up there as well. Uh, if you sign up through this page, it does help support the show. So, if you're going to sign up for new sports books, if you see some that we're ta- that we're looking at here on the screen for these two games here tonight that you don't have and they've got better odds than the books you're betting at, make sure to sign up for these books and use those links uh, to help support us. So thank you guys very much for, for continuing to help support. And the last thing I'll ask for, if you're watching right now you haven't subscribed or you haven't liked this stream, please make sure to do so. It takes five seconds to do the both of those. So you can hit that subscribe button, hit like on this stream. As So Money says, smash it, smash it. Smash that like button while you're on here. But let's get to tonight's game. We'll start with the Florida Boston series. Uh, Boston back in Boston here tonight, up 3 1 in this series after kind of a shaky first couple of games. It looks like they've uh, sorted some things out there. You win 4 2, 6 2. Now you're up 3 1 series lead. Back home in Boston here tonight, minus 240 at home against the Panthers. Alex, you got on the uh, you got on the Bruins jersey there. Would you be willing to get behind the Bruins' price at minus two forty here tonight with an opportunity to close this series out? Is there another way you would play it? Like, what would you be looking at in this game?
2: Yeah, there's definitely another way I would play it. I'm not laying two forty with uh, Boston to close it out. But what I what I like to look at in elimination games, and I had it last night. It did fall short, unfortunately, because. The team that had a chance to eliminate, uh, you know, held on in the, in the with the Islanders and Canes. But I like the third period over, and this is something that in previous years you'd have to bet in game, uh, or you'd have to lay a crazy price uh, with some books now because of you know all these great books we have at our disposal. You can bet these things pregame at, at reasonable prices. You can lay a dollar forty-five for over two in goals in the third period. So, you know, that can cover a multitude of, of instances. You could have a, a tight game. Florida could be playing well. Uh, you could have Florida going into the third period with a lead and Boston trying to come back. Uh, they play a more open hockey. You could have this thing be a complete blowout, especially if it's, you know, a, a one or two goal deficit late and Florida pulls the goalie. We've seen goalies getting pulled what two times over sometimes in playoffs once it's elimination time because they, they throw everything uh but you know including the kitchen sink at the other team. So this is a spot that you see cash in a lot. Another way to attack it too sometimes to be looking for the highest scoring period of the game to be the third period. You may not get as much value, but sometimes you, you may you know not even be laying a price. You might be getting plus money. So you have to kind of identify and see where uh, where you can find the value but looking for something late in the game is what I'll be doing there. And, uh, you know, like I said, you have to get creative sometimes with these these elimination games, especially when you have big favorites like Boston is tonight.
0: Yeah, so just that heads up for people. I can't can't track that in terms of verification here on BetStamp, but if okay. you are able to find that uh, third period over as well as looking at maybe the highest scores, scoring period being the third period, um, Alex, what prices would you be looking at if you were trying to bet that here tonight? Where would you be comfortable with playing it at?
2: So, like I said, I, I and I don't lay big prices too often. You can't really call dollar forty-five even a big price compared to to what the side is. But I, that's what that's what I I laid I, at GM over two minus one forty-five. So, uh, if you you might see two and a halfs with that. At that point, you should be getting anything uh, plus money or above. So, plus a hundred or better for over two and a half. That think that's a bit steep. I would try to lay the price and grab two if if, if it's available.
0: Okay um Moreto, was there anything you'd be looking at at betting in this game tonight
1: not really um I, the Bruins' two worst games were at home but like and now Bergeron's coming back and like you know was it a case of the bruins playing a lot better in Florida was that a case of like them just you know sort of getting themselves into this series and now they're gonna sort of steamroll and and finish this out or is it like is there something to them playing you know poorly at home? I don't think that's the case whatsoever. Um, if Florida was going to, you know, if Florida was going to have any success in this series, they would have had to, you know, have the special teams edge. They would have had to get the goaltending. They haven't gotten the goaltending. Their special teams has been brutal. Um, they haven't been able to pull the Bruins into these shenanigans. Now you've got Bergeron coming back. It's just a lot sort of mounting against, against the Panthers here. It's hard to see them extending this series. That being said, I don't really care to buy into Boston at this price. Um, I've been on unders a few times in this series. Not really going to go that route here. I'm just sort of staying away from this game altogether, uh, sitting on my Bruins minus one and a half in the series and hoping that that gets home right now.
0: All right. So we'll leave that then. Uh, In terms of tracking for this game, there's nothing that we'll be able to uh, track, but we do have uh, Alex saying third period over take a look there as well as trying to find maybe a, a third period to have the highest scoring period in in that uh, florida boston game but one more game on tonight's schedule that we'll get into here and it is the colorado seattle game so before the series we talked about the fact in our series preview this was a uh, this was one we weren't really going to have our eyes on it wasn't going to be that interesting and it's found a way to now be pretty interesting seattle's home uh home crowd was pretty loud pretty exciting it was kind of fun to watch even just kind of come through the tv being able to hear the excitement in that building now we're looking at colorado nachushkin Nich- out McCar now suspended and going back to colorado we're seeing a price on the Avs 176 still we're seeing plus 160s hanging around on the kraken muretto any way you would get involved with this game tonight having seen the news on uh, guys being out of the lineup for uh for the avalanche now
1: yeah, I see Daniel in the chat too, McCann is out too. Nice. It's fair. Um, I think that, like, McCann's a very good player, and what he's brought to this team has been huge, obviously. I think led the team in scoring this year. But, like, I think the Kraken are better suited to absorb one loss than, like, the Avalanche are. The Avalanche don't have any depth to begin with. So I just – I think that this is a – it's a huge blow for them. Like, I mean, you're looking at now – Obviously, with Makar out, okay, their defense is, you know, their third pairing is a little bit weaker now. And, like, what Makar brings, you know, at both ends of the ice is massive. But, like, the Nachushkin loss itself, you're looking at guys being bumped into the top six that have no business being in the top six, that barely even have business being in the lineup. Um, they're, they don't have the depth, and Seattle is a very deep team. So Seattle can really win a few of those matchups. And, like, you have guys that are going to also drag down some of those top six guys and kind of hurt those matchups like your line anchors we call them right and i mean you look at colorado like Ranton and mckinnon lechnin Nuchushkin before he was out um and rodriguez and confer who have been playing in the top six they have 20 points combined you look at the bottom six guys like cogliano eller you know uh malgan new o'connor one point one point they got now you've got like nieto being bumped up into the top it's just, it's really bad. Um, got, you look at like the bottom six for Seattle with Gord, Bjorkstrand, Tolvin. That's a really nice third line. Donato, Sprong, and Tanev is a really nice fourth line. They can even match up some of those lines. I think that third line can go up against one of Colorado's top units and you can free up, um, you can free up one of your, you know, you guys in your top six to uh, to get some better matchups. I just think that this price is a little bit too long on Seattle. Um, there's plus 165, plus 160. Like, I'm, I'm, Comfortable taking that. I think you know Makar comes back. Maybe we see again I still think Colorado ultimately can find a way to win this series and will find a way to win this series. But I think that we're just getting a, a bit of a generous price on Seattle tonight.
0: All right. So in terms of widely available prices, we'll take the one sixty there. If you're good with that, Moreto. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So widely available one sixty. But again, if you are in canada or some other states that uh do have it there are 165s available for you so make sure to shop around and again if you don't have these books that you see with some of these prices like the 165 where you might want to get on because it's better than the 160 you see make sure to sign up at betstamp.app slash edgework to do that but we will lock in the plus 160 on the money line for the crack in there so uh we'll we'll lock that in but uh alex any thoughts for you on this game tonight
2: yeah, I'm just going to ride with what I've been riding with the whole series. The first period over, uh, we've seen this cash in all four games so far. Uh, Seattle is actually now on a 10-2 and two run in the first period over when it's lined at one and a half goals, and that's what we're getting here. I'm seeing a $1.20 at MGM, $1. eighteen at FanDuel. Uh, I think that's just a great number. Like I said, with the injury for Seattle, like I said, they can absorb those a little bit better than if Colorado starts losing more people uh and, and like i said I in colorado still understand that especially being at home they got to play with some pace and tempo early uh seattle can match that so like i said just uh if it ain't broke don't, don't fix it it's gonna go with the first period over again
0: now obviously McCarr come back after one game here only one game suspension but if seattle goes into colorado wins this game you go back to seattle three two I know that Colorado is the defending cup champs, so it's not like it's going to be full-blown panic of like, oh my God, we're wasting these guys away. But you go down three to two in this series, you go back to Seattle for game six. Is there any type of panic that starts setting in in Colorado of like, okay, what's going on? Can we dig ourselves out of this one? Like how do do they kind of handle that internally?
2: I wouldn't say panic, but I could easily see them just quietly losing uh, game six if they lose game five here uh yeah, yeah. I definitely see that. i can see them just kind of kind of going out with, with with uh with a whimper basically because of just how beat up they are how rough of a season this has been i mean you know uh, as far as you know defending cup champions go this is probably what the, the, the biggest struggle we've seen from a defending champ in the last several years because obviously we've had you know a couple teams win back to back make it through multiple years but you know Colorado seemingly kind of crawled into the postseason with all the the man games that were lost this year, and, you know, it was just, just tough sledding for them. You know, if they were fully healthy in this series, they probably would have won it already. Uh, but but that just wasn't the case and wasn't meant to be, and it seems like Seattle's just got a bit more momentum right now. It doesn't mean they're a better team. I think I think the Avalanche is still a better team top to bottom, but we never saw Colorado's top to bottom the entire year. So uh, I would not shock them a bit if Seattle wins the next two.
1: Yeah, I mean, backs against the wall, you're always going to be a little bit nervous, right? You can't you – know, there's no margin for error. But I still think that ultimately McCarr will come back. You know, maybe we've seen it, maybe not. But, like, I talk about the lack of depth they have. And I think that, you know, in a one-off game, getting, you know, plus 160 on the Kraken is good. But overall, I mean, with McCarr in this lineup th- and this the high-end guys on this Avs team are still so good. And the gap between, like, their high-end guys and Seattle's high-end guys are just – it's just massive. And, like, the type of, you know, the type of leader guys like uh, guys like um, uh, McKinnon is and, you know, even like uh, McCarr and guys like Coglianos, role, like, I don't think they'll feel uncomfortable being down 3-2 or in a, that sort of spot. So, I mean, yeah, obviously the margin for error is, is zero and you have to win both those games and you're obviously going to be a bit nervous. But, like, I don't think they'll feel altogether uncomfortable being down 3-2 and, like, like, you know, like all is lost.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and Daniel H. in the chat mentioned, it, he says, you know, these two teams, you know, he says uh, they should just blow these last two and go play golf for the summer. And, <laughs> and you know, I know he's joking in the way he says that, but th- basically it's kind of the same thing I said about Tampa Bay. I think the best thing for them would be to go on, lose a series, have a summer off for the first time in, in forever. And these guys can refocus and, and, and heal and, and regroup and come back because that core is still strong and still dangerous when they're fully healthy and fully focused. And I think they just need they just need rest. And uh Colorado might be in that same boat. I think they need more physical rest than maybe mental rest. But uh all this all in the same I think I think they don't have the horses to try to make another run this year
0: okay i'm gonna ask you guys before we go and recap the picks because uh we only have well i guess we only have the one pick two picks here for today so in the one game but just briefly i'm gonna pull up the odds here on the screen for tomorrow's games we won't lock anything in because we're not gonna steal the thunder of the thursday show but in terms of lines early lines that we're looking at here for uh these three games tomorrow toronto tampa the Rangers, Devils, Winnipeg, Vegas. Has there been anything so far that's jumped out off the page to you guys in terms of the prices that we're seeing in any of those games? Have you taken a look at them at all? Just kind of like an early look ahead on some of these numbers. Is there anything uh is there anything out there for for you that's grabbed your attention?
2: Mm, not necessarily. I mean, I would be tempted to play something leafs, probably third period over. Uh like I said being an elimination game, but uh yeah, as of now, nothing really just stands out. I like the under in the Leafs and Lightning game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we saw it last year. Unders, unders an elimination.
1: Elimination game, too. Exactly. And it's just, it's good. It's just, I mean, you keep saying it, but at what point does Vasilevsky actually show up for this series? I mean, this guy's like, I don't know what he's doing. I thought you declared him back last game. What happened? I declared him <laughs> back, and then he proved me wrong. Uh, <laughs> I declared him back and he said, fuck you, man. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's like taking the Nichushkin route to these playoffs and just saying, screw it. Um, but I I mean, no, elimination game. I think that, you know, Leafs, like you talk about feeling the pressure to close it out right now. Like the hardest thing to do, and it's not even just from a Leafs perspective, like not even trying to slander the Leafs. Like the hardest thing to do in the NHL is to kill a team, right? It's hard to, it's hard to kill a team. It's hard to eliminate a team. We saw that last night with the Canes um so money yeah i mean i can give you some real ones if you uh, want we'll see if that's them for tomorrow maybe but uh yeah i think it's just just tight tight tense game um I, for me i'm looking at a, an under six and a half there i think that that's a pretty pretty good price to get it at too
0: uh connor Hartle says devils look cheap just uh early thoughts on that in the in this one uh, you guys would you guys agree with that would you want to stay away or we'll put it up here on the screen for the devils I mean- game minus 118
2: if you, if you buy into this momentum and this Cinderella story of Akira Schmid then yeah that is a cheap price but i just i just I don't know i, I got to see what's going to happen in that game I, that's a live game for me yeah i'm
1: not really interested in betting the devils um not probably not going to bet the rangers either at that price unless maybe the devils like took some money but again it's just Devils will have the five-on-five five edge. They finally played a good game in Game Four. That was their first like actually good game of the series, I think. Um, complete game of the series, and they'll have the five-on-five five edge. Rangers have the special teams. They have the goaltending. They have the intangibles. It's kind of it's kind of tough to back. Uh, it's kind of tough to back the Devils unless you're getting like some really good numbers.
2: If the Rangers can blow out the Devils Game Five, it would be all over the Rangers in some fashion Game Six because I think that if they can break through and Sol Schmid, and now you've got the issue of, well, who do you go with in net between him and Vanacek for game six? I think that that kills all the momentum they have. Right.
0: All right, let's recap the picks here for today. And again, both of these in the same game. And uh, if you are looking to bet on the Boston-Florida game, Alex was looking at uh, the third period over in that one, around minus 145, as well as trying to see if you could find uh, the best price available for uh, most goals or the highest scoring period excuse me the third period in that game so won't be able to track them here, just not in terms of verification uh, for the show, but those were some to look for in that Bruins-Florida game. In terms of verified bets for uh, for today, the two we are looking at are both in the Seattle-Colorado game. And first and foremost, looking at the Kraken Avalanche, over 1.5 minus 118 in the first period. Full unit there, so that's over 1.5 minus 118 in the first period. And then the final one is the Kraken money line plus 160 um, against the Avs. And that's Kraken Moneyline, plus 160 against the Avs. So those are your two bets for tonight. I hope, hopefully everyone enjoyed the show today. If you did, make sure to subscribe here to the channel. <laughs> Insight giving us his baseball bets again here. He did yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, he fired them away at the end of the show, just sent all his, bets, his baseball bets in, and then we had people sending Formula One and NASCAR bets at the end of the show. But um, Thank you to everyone who tuned in. If you're not subscribed yet, please make sure to subscribe here to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Like this stream as well. Um, You can follow us on the Betstamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ if you want to track all of the picks uh, from this year. So thank you to everyone who tuned in. Alex squared, thank you guys for taking the time here today. Appreciate the insights, the analysis. Marotta, I'm just glad to see that you're doing okay after uh, after Monday night. You've reco- you've recovered. You got back on camera. Things are all right in the Moretto household.
1: I will say the uh, the payoff the pain right now is is immense, but the payoff will be so sweet if this ends up going uh if this ends up going south.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, no i'm not even going down that path but boys thank you so much for the time today appreciate it to everyone in the chat thank you guys for tuning in here look forward to seeing you all back here tomorrow morning 10 30 a.m eastern time with myself uh russ and so money so we'll see you guys then good luck on your bets tonight